Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hey guys, welcome to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. You're listening to episode 48, The Lazy Genius and Time Management. If we break it down, this is one of the most basic and most important topics. How you spend your time and manage all the pieces is essentially living life. So today we're talking about how to, how to live life, I guess. It got real deep there, but... Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about the three pillars of lazy genius time management. So let's just jump in. Pillar one, your beliefs affect your time more than your schedule does. Your beliefs affect your time more than your schedule does. It's the most complicated but practical concept. How you spend your time is directly related to what you believe about yourself, other people, your home, your work, and the world around you. It has some broad strokes, so let's look at some examples. What you believe about your city, about how it takes care of marginalized people, how it allocates funds, combine that with what you believe about your voice in your city. Your voice makes a difference. Your vote makes a difference. Your advocacy in a city council meeting makes a difference. Those beliefs combined together will likely mean you'll spend a good amount of time making your city better because you believe it needs it and you believe that you can, right? So you believe deeply in justice, you have hope for change, and you believe in your ability to help usher in that change. So your time will be affected by that. Now, so that's like a really practical example. But what you believe isn't just about a worldview. The tiny things you believe about yourself will also affect how you spend your time far more probably than the big sweeping ones. If you believe that your dream of being a writer is valid, you'll spend time on it. But if you want to be a writer but believe that your words don't matter and they've already been said, that dream will die where it's standing and you won't spend time writing. You might even say that you just can't find time to write, but if you truly believed that your message was important, you would find a way. We all believe these little things. We do. So you are not alone. There's another subtle one that many of us believe. And that is that spending time on Instagram will make us feel better. I love Instagram. Again, major disclaimer, I'm not saying put away Instagram. I adore it. I look at it multiple times a day. But we have a slight addiction to checking our phones all the time, right? But outside of the addiction part, outside of like the just automatically reaching for the phone, why do we fill the time between tasks and sometimes during the task with our phones? Could it be that we believe that it'll make us feel better, that it'll make us feel more connected? 
Maybe we thought that when we first got Instagram. I don't really remember what I thought the first time I got Facebook or Instagram. But the point is, we assign value to some things that don't actually do what we believe they should do. Um, I used to think that Instagram made me feel better, but it never did. There was always an account I followed that made me feel badly about myself and my life. People traveling, dressing their kids in beautiful organic clothing, eating whole roasted fish with the, around a beautiful table and all these like children who will eat things that are more than chicken nuggets. I would check over and over again, like kind of like I was looking for a fix, wanting so desperately to connect and feel part of something because I believed that it could. I believed Instagram could do that for me, but I was operating with the wrong belief. In that context, Instagram definitely couldn't make me feel better. I was putting too much pressure on it for one. And two, I was looking to Instagram for validation rather than looking at my own life. Or I wanted to, to like distract myself from what felt boring and groundhog day-ish, you know, by looking at other people and how they were living and like maybe try to do some of the same things that they were doing. So my beliefs about my own life, that it's boring and not as awesome as everyone else's, and my beliefs about what Instagram could do for me, that it could make me feel better, that led me down a path of being addicted to a cycle of unmet needs and wasted time. I spent so much time refreshing that app, hoping to see my life reflected in the pictures of mothers that I thought were doing a good job. And when I didn't see myself, I felt like crap, like I wasn't enough because I believed I wasn't enough. Like that's what it was, that I wasn't doing a good job as a mother. So it's, it's all very nuanced, but it's so very connected. Like these tiny things that we believe about what we do and who we are as they connect with each other, they affect how we spend our time in big ways and small ways. We make time for what we believe to be important. Yes, we also make time for what's urgent, but we'll get to that in a second. In general, our beliefs affect how we spend our time more than our schedules do. From the big picture to the tiny soul picture that no one else knows about. So if you feel like your schedule is just too full, consider what you believe to be true about where you're spending your time. Pillar two, you can do it all if you decide what all means. I wrote a blog post about this that I'll link to in the show notes, um, thelazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash time. That's the show notes for today. Um, we know we can't have it all, but if you decide what's most important to you and let the rest go, you can like kind, kind of do it all and have it all because you've defined what it means, like within reason. The reason that this, um, this mental shift is so great is because it keeps us from feeling like we're lagging behind, like we're missing something vital that everyone else has. Um, all of these other people, right? They seem like they have everything together and can work out and cook dinner and have a side hustle and volunteer at school and sing at church and have a pretty Instagram and read 75 books a year and can make their own jam and like all the things. No one can do all of that. Or if they do, they also have a house cleaner and they have a super supportive spouse or a mother-in-law who babysits a lot. They have a lot of disposable income. They have probably less than one child. Like those things are true. But when we choose what matters, when we choose our all, when we choose what all looks like, we really do live differently. We act differently. We're not scrambling to fit in another obligation or moaning about our lack of 
whatever it is, fill in the blank. Our attitude is one of plenty and contentment, which is really transformative when you're intentional about it on a regular basis. So if you want to try this out and live this second pillar of time management, let's do this. Grab a piece of paper and brainstorm all the things. All the things you do, all the things you want to do, all the things other people do, write out everything. Then go through and cross out stuff you know you don't care about. Then highlight stuff that's obviously in your wheelhouse that you super care about. And then assess, okay? Are your highlighted things enough? Like, is that good? Do you feel good about that? Um, or when you read them all out loud, are you overwhelmed because you cannot possibly do them all? Did you highlight too much? So first, you're definitely going to want to like look at the stuff that you did not highlight and did not cross out and consider them crossed out because you can't add more. Okay, like if you're already overwhelmed by your highlighted stuff, you cannot highlight more. Second, look at what's highlighted and see what's important to you as opposed to what you think is supposed to be important to you, right? Seeing it all laid out really, really helps. And if you only have a few highlighted things, then you can look at the things that aren't highlighted and decide what you're going to add into your life to be your all, to be what matters, to be how you spend your time. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's 
Wednesday, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. And before you get wigged out because of the things on your list that you just have to do because of your job or your family or whatever, It's all about how you frame it, okay? For example, you and your people need to eat. That's a given. But you don't have to be Betty Crocker to do it. So as you write things down, you'll see like broad necessary categories like feed everybody or take care of the house or take care of myself. Take those broad categories and consider all the possible forms they can take. Feeding everybody might need homemade dinner. It might mean a lot of takeout, meal delivery, sharing cooking with your family, um, utilizing freezer meals a lot, doing weekend meal prep, um, cooking the same 10 recipes that you rotate until this phase of your life changes. There are so many ways to approach feeding everybody. So don't assume one way in your mind and then don't paint yourself into a corner of like how things are supposed to be. Okay. Remember that what matters now what it means to, quote, do it all will change as your life changes. This list will not be tattooed on your body. So be flexible and gracious with yourself and see where that brainstorming takes you. So you can do that for those big, those big categories like feeding and the house and all that. There are lots of parts to it. So just take your time. Be kind to yourself. Okay, so pillar one, your beliefs affect your time more than your schedule does. Pillar two. You can do it all if you decide what all means. And our final pillar, my favorite pillar, pillar pillar three, do what's necessary before it becomes urgent. There are three time buckets we all live with. The necessary, the urgent, and the desirable things we want to do. Sometimes things overlap in a couple of categories, but we'll get to that. First, let's look at the difference between necessary and urgent. A necessary task is laundry. Everybody needs clean clothes. An urgent task is having to do laundry right now because your son doesn't have any clean underwear. So yes, there are some urgent tasks like wiping up spilled milk that are just, they are what they are, right? But for the most part, the trick is doing your necessary tasks before they become urgent. 
the urgent is what makes us crazy. Putting out fires is what makes us feel like we don't have time for anything. That's because we haven't planned for those things. Our adrenaline is super high. Our frustration is even higher than that. And I don't know about you, but a lot of urgent tasks are met with very little appreciation when they're taken care of. This is not true exclusively for mothers, but that's one of the most thankless pieces of being a mom, I think. So you're constantly putting out fires in the background while everyone else just kind of goes about their businesses and ha they have no idea what you're doing um, and all that you're doing for them, right? So if you lose your handle on all of those like seemingly automatic things that no one else notices, then everybody loses their business and freaks out and blames you. And you're just like, I'm just trying to do all the things. Can you let me pee by myself? Like it's really easy for everything to feel super, super urgent. So again, the key is to tend to necessary tasks before they become urgent. And when you do that, when you manage your time to tend to necessary tasks, you don't use as much energy as you would if they're urgent because you're not like, like frantic, right? Which bonus, doing it that way often leaves you with more time to do the things you desire. If you can find a rhythm for what's necessary, you'll be less of a slave to the urgent and will be better acquainted with the desirable. Let's use Laundry Day as an example. I have an episode that explains all the details of Laundry Day, if you want to learn about it, that I'll link to in the show notes. But the idea is you do laundry on the same day every week, and you don't do laundry any of the other six days. And you don't really do anything else on Laundry Day. It's just Laundry Day. So I share all the reasons, plus the best order to wash your loads, which is super important in that episode, so you can check that out. But the point here is that by tending to laundry when it's necessary, you keep it from being urgent which means you won't have to sacrifice an entire Saturday washing 17 loads of clothes when you'd rather be reading or cooking a fun dinner or going for a walk with a friend or taking your kid to the library, right? Another example, do your, the dreaded afternoon, do your kids come home from school with 17,000 pieces of paper you have to sort and sign and like shamefully throw away when they're not looking? That paper plus homework plus book bags, plus making dinner, plus the fact that everyone turns into a monster at 4.27 p.m. makes weekday afternoons feel excessively urgent. But there are some necessary tasks in there that you can tend to before your kids get out of school to make that time feel less chaotic. Chop stuff for dinner during breakfast or lunch or the weekend before. Mix together the marinade before dinner so you can just dump it in a pan without thinking and having to pull a bunch of bottles out. Have a cute box with a lid on it for the love on a shelf somewhere where you can put all the papers just to get them off the floor and the counter and out of your eyeballs and you can deal with them later, like while the kids are showering after dinner when it's calmer. When you can drink a cup of tea and light a candle and play grown-up music and feel like a person, even with the pile of paper. The urgency of the afternoon, it isn't always so much about the tasks as it is about having too many necessary tasks all in one place and feeling like they need to be done right then. You can remove the urgency by doing what's necessary before it becomes urgent. And again, the more we tend to the necessary with a regular rhythm, the more time we'll have to do it all, to do the things that are desirable for a full life. So those are the three pillars. On Thursday, 
I will be on Instagram around 12:15 Eastern to share a few practical time management tips. So you can follow me on Instagram at the lazy genius to check those out in a few days. It's the 25th of January that I'll be on there. We don't have to um, mechanize time management. Lists are great. Planners are lovely. Systems are literally my best friend. I don't know how I would live without them. That's just how my brain works. And I love life more because of my systems. But if we rely on those too heavily without knowing our thinking behind them, without recognizing the pillars that hold up our time, we'll lose our way fast and then everything will feel urgent. So I hope that this way of seeing things, um, like it just helps you see your time and manage it in a way that makes you feel like a person who isn't going crazy. So let's do a quick lazy genius tip of the week. I want to make sure you do family pickup time. If you have a family setting a timer for anywhere between like two and five minutes and just saying family pickup time, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. At first they're going to moan. Like when you first start doing it, they're like, well, you know, the whining that always happens. But once they know that the time is finite and really quick and that the house, it does feel better when things are back in their place, your people will be more on board. Um, we do uh, about a two minute pickup before showers at night. And then sometimes before the kids are allowed to have screen time on the weekends, it makes such a difference for me because I'm not spending so much time tidying, right? We crowdsource it and we get it done in less than five minutes. So definitely do that. Even if it's just you and a roommate or teenage kids, it doesn't have to be little kids. It's just a great thing to do together. And if it's just you still set a timer, be like, all right, here we go. Five minutes. And it's going to make such a difference in your day. Okay. That's it for today. You guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope to see you Thursday, January 25th on Instagram for our live conversation on time management tips and be sure to check out the show notes at the lazy slash lazy slash time. I appreciate you guys so very much for being here. Remember to be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'll see you next week. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.